This is Conversations with Corliss, the leadership podcast that gives you real and authentic advice that can help you change your life for the better. Here we will listen to stories and have conversations with people who are just like you, people who are chasing their dreams and making them happen. Your host, Corliss, is a modern-day purpose-driven leader. As an entrepreneur, she has developed a multi-million dollar business, leading thousands of people to discover their potential and reach their personal goals, all while balancing the responsibilities of raising her three children. She is a powerful, inspirational speaker, a certified success principles coach, and the founder and CEO of Corliss Co. Consulting Incorporated. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss, and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. I found myself coasting through life feeling unfulfilled, and deep inside, I knew there was more to me than I was living. I went looking for answers, and I found them by listening to inspiring people and having meaningful conversations. That is what we will do here for you. Whatever you are looking for, I am glad you are here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. This is episode 017, Create a Life You Love with Dina Kruger. Are you that entrepreneur that's hustling to make things happen and feel like you aren't making progress or at least not as fast as you want to? Are you wondering if it will all be worth it in the end? If you are, this episode is for you. We have all heard the story of the overnight success and as entrepreneurs, these success stories give us the inspiration to keep dreaming and keep going. It makes us work long hours, try new things, invest our savings and restart again and again, even after failure. Entrepreneurs truly are a breed of their own. They don't quit. They just try again. I have a secret to share with you in case you haven't heard it before. Overnight success doesn't just happen. You have to put in the time and effort. Then one day it just clicks. This is what you will learn from our guest today. How she put in years of hard work to have it click to become an overnight success. She inspires me and I know she will do the same for you. Dina Kruger is a serial entrepreneur who has developed several businesses. With each attempt, she learned some incredible lessons and is showing up here to share her journey with the intention of helping you succeed. In this conversation, we talk about how you don't have to sacrifice yourself to succeed, that the right product can create peace and harmony, and ultimately help you create a life that you love. So I'm really excited to bring this very special guest to all of you today. Um, She's a friend that I have been able to start the mission of my company, and she started her company at the same time. And we've become such dear and close friends over the last few years, and I'm super excited for everyone to have the opportunity to get to know her the way that I do. She's one of the most inspiring women that I know, and I can't wait to share her with all of you. Welcome to the show, Dina. Oh, Coralist, that was so special. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. 
Oh, I can't wait for everyone to have a chance to get to know you. I just feel like you're, you truly are one of the most inspiring businesswomen that I know. So thanks for taking the time to join us today. So why don't we kind of begin at the beginning? I know that you've got a thriving and successful business right now, but it wasn't always that way. So if you want to kind of backtrack a little bit and kind of start at the beginning of your story and tell us a little bit about you and how it's led you to where you are today. Okay. Um, yeah, so things are going awesome right now, but it definitely um, hasn't always been that way. And, and it was kind of interesting because even just preparing for our talk today, I kind of sat down and I, I took some time to just reflect and go backwards to where it really truly started. And um, it's kind of neat because it started in 2009. So uh, 11 years ago. Um, it actually, you know what, it started at a Relay for Life, with, which is quite interesting for me because um, I'm a cancer survivor and this year is 19 years, which is, again, even when I think about that, um, that it's, it's a blessing that I'm here and I'm grateful every day. But um, 2009 really marks a good mile marker for me. I was at a, a Relay, which is an event that is um, where you celebrate uh, survivors and remember those who are no longer with us, who have been touched by cancer. And I clearly remember this vision of being in the field, like everyone lights luminaries at night and then a luminary is um, where you can take the time to write someone's name, whether a survivor or someone who's passed and you can put their name on, on the bag and, and you light a candle in there and everyone walks around the track and you just really take that time to, to remember. And, uh, I remember walking the track and then I was walking through the field and they had these fireworks that went off at like midnight. And I was like, I was 26 at the time and I broke down. I literally broke down in tears and I was like, I'm still like, I'm still alive. Right. And, um, up until that point, I had almost never really taken time because I was so young when I went through it. It's almost like, I kind of just went through it and moved on with my life and I never really took time to appreciate what it was and how it impacted me. And at that moment, I really, really did. And I was like, I need to be doing what I love and why aren't I doing the things that I enjoy? At that time, I was just, I was working a nine to five job and, and you know, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. It paid the bills and, you know, I met some cool people there and, but I was like, I'm not really doing the things that, I used to love to do and for me it was painting and uh, at that moment I decided you know what I'm gonna do something I'm gonna take my paintings I did when I was younger I want to raise some money for Relay for Life I'm gonna do this so I went to my company at the time I was working for Shaw Cable and this was my first time coming up with like a plan I was inspired one I came up with a plan and I wanted to raise $100,000 for Free Life for Life. Like, that's crazy for, the, for my, your first fundraising attempt. I know it's a ridiculous number. But I was like, oh, we could do this. I'm like, I'm going to put my story in a calendar. I'm going to share my artwork, my story. We're going to raise money. We're going to do this. So I propositioned my company for $10,000 to print 10,000 calendars that we would then sell across Canada throughout other Shaw branches that, that I was going to lead and we'd raise $100,000. Well, it's kind of funny. It's not funny. It's great because we, we shot really high and we landed, I, I want to say around like $27,000 we raised. 
um, with that initiative. And that was like my first spark into like, oh my gosh, like I have an idea. I want to do this. I'm passionate about this. Let's make a difference and let's see what we can do. And that was my first, uh, my first kind of like, yeah, I guess my first journey of, of really going for something and doing something that was meaningful for me. And, uh, and, and then I was like totally just hooked. It was kind of interesting. I started kind of not enjoying my day job anymore because I was dreaming about like all these things that I could do and I was re-inspired again. And, and it kind of like shifted me down this journey of just going after things, like trying things, like just putting your, you know, putting your foot in the water, seeing what you can do and, and what can come from it. Um, so if we flash forward like a year after that, um, so that was my first attempt at um, doing something. And um, I kind of, I kind of got roped, not roped into, I was um, intrigued by a direct selling company that offered me a really awesome opportunity to earn a trip to Portugal. And uh, I had met a woman at a party and she had said to me, actually, she bought one of my calendars and, uh, and then she had said, oh, you know, have you ever thought about doing something like this? And I entered into the direct selling world for a while. And you know what? I absolutely loved it. Like loved it for the first couple of years. Um, it, it's kind of interesting. I was able to kind of, it, it's like I kind of took what I did with my calendars and applied it to that period in my life where I was like, oh, okay, I want to do this. If I can do this, I can get that. And, and it was kind of at that time in my life, um, I'd always kind of been, it brought out the overachiever in me <laughs> and it brought out, it's almost like that company at the time satisfied all those things in me that, you know, when I was younger, I always played sports. I always had to, whatever I did, I always wanted to do it to the best of my ability. And during that phase of I, five years, I was in that company and I, you know, I, you got all these cool things if you did this and this. So it was like perfect for me at that time. And, and I got to meet all kinds of cool people and travel the world. I got married on one of the trips, one of the incentive trips. Um, we actually met Corliss <laughs> um, on that journey, which is, you know, again, everything happens along the way. I don't, I, I know it's cliche to say for a reason, but there's a, almost like a purpose to everything. And you get little snippets along the journey that kind of fill your life up where you are now, if that kind of makes sense. It does. And to me, it seems like as you look back, so you said this was good for you in preparing for this today because you took the time to actually go back and realize who you are today, where you're at in your life today. But there was these small, seemingly insignificant things that happened that caused you to kind of evolve into where you're at now. And that sounds a lot like what's going on with your story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of, it's kind of neat. So, um, let's, let's flash forward to 2016. So now I've been, uh, in this uh, direct sales company for about four years at this point, four or five years. Um, and I was starting to kind of feel uneasy again. Like there was a part of me that was like, you know what? I got everything that I wanted out of this. I met some incredibly 
amazing people who, you know, I still have those friendships today. And um, like, I, I don't, I, I don't regret one second of that time in my life. But I wasn't happy with, I just wasn't happy anymore. And I could feel it. And it was affecting my day to day life. It was affecting my relationships. And, and, and it, you know what, I kind of said, I need to go back to that girl who was standing in the field who was, you know, had that moment of like, you need to be doing what you love again, right? So I decided I wanted to follow my passion with art again. So where I decided I wasn't going to go into 2017, continuing doing what I was doing, I was going to make a change. And I was going to kind of follow my heart. And um, I started putting my artwork out locally. Uh, in my city in Thunder Bay and uh, <laughs> it's kind of interesting because I remember I, I signed up for a craft fair and there was actually no room for a table but I was able to put three big paintings on the stage where they were having musicians playing and my artwork was on stage with the musicians and because I was late to register for the for the event um, I still was able to showcase my work and I remember sitting <laughs> it actually took place in a bar this is kind of cool I remember sitting there having a drink while everyone was looking around and you know the musicians were playing on the stage and then my mu my artwork was right behind them and that was kind of cool and then flash forward to the next six months they threw another show and and I was like you know what I got a table at that time and and I sold like fifteen hundred dollars of my art and I was like oh okay so people actually like it that's kind of cool right um and that right there inspired me to actually jump into a business with two strangers. I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but this is kind of cool. And it kind of goes to, to show like when you just kind of take an opportunity that comes to you, just jump in and go for it. Cause you don't know what's going to happen because this one little moment right here has changed the entire outcome of where I am today. And, and I'm kind of getting there, but um, I had a, a friend who, who uh, knew that I wanted to start doing my art again. And she tagged me in a post on Facebook. Now this is just crazy, but there was a post of a space that was open in my city and the landlord posted, this would be a great spot for an art gallery and there could be a potential business opportunity. So she tagged me in there and said, Dee, you should, you know, you should message this guy and, and see what this is all about. So I did, I said, yeah, forget it. What the heck, I'm gonna message them. And, uh, and I was one of the first ones to message followed by probably about 30 other artists in town. And no one was willing to actually jump in and sign a lease. They kind of just wanted the place to hang their artwork. And I was like, you know what? I met two people in that group that day. Um, Tracy Berry was one of them and Steve Giroux. And we just kind of hit it off and we said, you know what, let's just do this. It's only three years, right? No big deal. Let's sign a lease and let's just start a business. Um, so we opened up a gallery called The Creative. And that was probably the best decision that I have made to date. Um, at the time, the business didn't really work out, but the decision to follow my gut again and just jump in and see what we could do with it, because I kind of, there's one thing I know about myself and it's whatever I commit to, I'm going to go like all out and really give it a try. Right. Um, 
So at this point, I was like, let's do it. Let's start a gallery. We'll, we'll rent space out to artists. They can hang their work in here and we'll just give it a try. Well, about six months in, I realized instantly that there wasn't really, we weren't going to be able to survive as a business doing this um, because artwork, when you kind of hang it up in a space, although it's beautiful, um, sometimes people aren't always in the market for art, like just buying it off the wall. And, and it's really hard to make a business that way. So at that point, I kind of took some steps into thinking, okay, what's one thing that I'm really good at? Okay, I enjoy getting people together. You know, I don't mind teaching, I don't think. I mean, I think I'd probably be okay at it. Let's, you know, you don't know unless you try. And I said, so let's start teaching classes. So I kind of decided, okay, we're gonna start teaching classes. We'll bring people together. We'll show them how we teach. And here, this part's really kind of cool too. I was scared to death actually, because I actually don't have an art degree, right? I don't have an art degree. I just know that, okay, some people kind of like my paintings. Maybe they want to know how I do it. I haven't been formally trained, but I can just teach what I know and I can make sure that they have fun doing it. And <laughs> it, it was scary, but, but I started doing it. And then it kind of clicked. And I was like, okay, now we can do something fun. You know, I can kind of, and, and I started seeing people get excited and they started getting inspired and they were happy and they were thanking, thanking us for teaching them. And, you know, we started gaining just regular people who would come to our classes and they were, it, it was really, really cool to see, like so, so cool to see. Um, so we're, we're almost getting to 2020, but um, we, we did this for like the first two years of us having the, the gallery. We kind of, you know, we started focusing on classes to just be able to pay the bills, but then we realized this is actually fun and, and people are really loving this. And um, we, uh, my business partner, Steve and I, we quickly realized that there's something here. Like we can really do something with this. We were starting to do fundraisers in our community um, where, you know, we give portions of the painting back um, you know, to a group or organization. We were doing a lot of those, um, you know, schools. We were starting to paint with the schools and it, it was really starting to blow up and but we were running out of space. So we, uh, this is, this is like, this is a, this ended up kind of like being torturous, but it then turned out to be the best decision ever. But it, you know, at the time it was kind of painful. We, um, we lost one of our business partners. She kind of went on her own way and it ended up just being me and Steve. And we saw this 4,000 square foot building. And because we're huge dreamers, we're like, let's do it. We'll figure it out later. Who cares? Right. And oh my gosh, this was like, this is, this is like 20, like 2018 going into 2019. We thought that we could, still have a gallery and open this like 4,000 square foot teaching space and our business would be fine. Well, it was and it wasn't. So we jumped in like totally excited, wanting to take the business to the next level. But it's kind of that point in the business, uh, we were like just floating. Like Steve and I haven't been paying ourselves. 
um, we were just kind of floating by just paying the bills like every month. Like it was pretty, like we were, we loved what we were doing, but we weren't profitable. We were just scraping by. Um, and it was hard. Like at that, that point was really, really hard. We, we took a, we took a huge leap and it worked for a little bit, but, but then it kind of didn't. <laughs> um, Dina, you know what? There's so many things in here in your story, and I just I want to pull it apart just a little bit so that the audience is able to follow in and actually get the value for themselves and how this relates. So there's a couple of things here throughout Dina's story that are really apparent and obvious, and I would recommend to the audience that you do what Dina's done here and kind of look at where you're at now and then pull out the key parts of what's happened that got you here. Decisions that you made, things that you tried, things that worked, things that didn't. Because throughout Dina's story, you can hear very clearly that she, you know, jumped right in. You actually said that a few times that you were like, go all out, dream big, jump in. And it sounds like there was a lot of lessons in that for you that you're going to be able to maybe share with people based on your experience that will help them. Because yes, you have to be brave. Yes, you have to be courageous. Yes, dream big. For goodness sakes, do it. And if you know in your heart that you really want to, then jump in and figure it out. That's kind of one of the theories it sounds like you went with or one of your strategies. But perhaps maybe in hindsight, you would have done it a little bit differently. Um, so just kind of get those thoughts in order because I know there's even more to your story that's happened since then. And that's where I just am so excited for people to see the evolution of this throughout your story. So where is it at now? So you got this building, you're barely surviving, you're just kind of getting by. Then what happened? COVID? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, just before COVID, uh, I almost died. <laughs> And I, like, when I laugh a little bit about that, I actually wrote that in my little, I, I actually am, right. I wrote down before we had this talk, and I have 2020, almost died, slash COVID. So, um, yeah, so 2019 was rough. Let's just go back, like, just one year, a little bit before that. We have the studio. We have, like, we, we are barely keeping on to the gallery. I can't keep the gallery anymore. I decide we have to drop that lease. And I'm like, 2020 is going to be the best year of my life. I'm going to drop the gallery or the the, uh, the gallery location. I'm just going to focus on the studio. I was so excited for the new year, like so excited. But then, middle of January, actually, Corliss, you and I had just went to go see Oprah. <laughs> I was so I was so excited. I was all intentional. I had all these big plans, and. I was just really feeling like 2020 was going to be my year. And, you know, I had really, really busted my ass, like in the Christmas season, just before that, I, I, I know I had been working really hard and I was stressed out about everything. But so anyway, come home from Oprah in mid January, all of a sudden I wasn't feeling well. And <laughs> I, in a quick span of about a week and a half, I ended up landing myself in the emerge um, with a double with double lung pneumonia and it kind of came out of nowhere but when I really think about it it's probably because I was so run down and I'd really been overworking myself and I ended up on respirator like on a respirator for seven days I couldn't breathe on my own and uh, it was very scary it was very very scary and it was 
life change. That was another life changing moment for me. So that was like middle of January. Um, I didn't really fully recover from that until probably like the second week in February, like just near the end of February, I believe I started to kind of go back to work. But it's kind of interesting because when you work for yourself, like I love working for myself, I would never change that for anything. But when you work for yourself and you get sick, you know, you then quickly start to realize like pretty much, well, and when you're at the stage where my business was at that point, I was everything. Like I was doing everything. Like I was responsible for everything. So the business stopped. Right. Um, and then I kind of, you know, about three weeks going into March, I'm like, okay, I was starting to feel a little better. I'm like, let's, and at that point it was like kind of almost do or die. I was like, if I don't get my business going right now, we're literally going to go bankrupt. You know, my, marriage had been taking some hard hits my health took hard hits like i was not in a good place and we had just started to kind of get our march break program going for the kids uh, with our studio space and then and then it was covid so first it was i was just got the energy back to kind of start to go back to work <clears throat> and then covid came and i'll tell you in the first two weeks of that, probably the first three weeks of COVID, I was glued to my TV every day at 11 o'clock, listening to our prime minister, trying to figure out what they were going to do for small businesses, how we were going to survive this. You know, my operating costs alone to run my building were over $5,000 a month and we had zero income coming in. Um, it was, it was frightening. And I, like we were, I was really at the point where I was like, if we don't figure something out, I may actually personally have to claim bankruptcy. And I really don't know if my marriage will survive that. So it was a pretty tough time. Um, you know, I have an incredible husband. I, I really like, he is totally, totally my other half. And when I, when I say it, I don't think my marriage would have survived it. I think it, it would have. I think he would always be by my side no matter what. However, it was taking a, a toll. Like all financial things can take a toll on people. And it, and it was for us. Um, but <laughs> we got this idea from our customers and like our painters and our friends. And I just like, I, we've had, I just, you know, even thinking about it, our painting community and our creative community that we've built in our city is so beautiful and so strong and so supportive that they wanted to do anything to help us survive. And uh, I'm actually getting emotional. <laughs> they were like, we'll buy gift certificates, we'll do whatever. Like, you guys just have to be here. And they were like, oh, you guys should do painting kits. Like, and people had brought this up for us before and they were like, you guys should do painting kits and I was like oh my gosh like that's a great idea except I don't even know I don't even know where to start like we need supplies like where are we going to get supplies from how are we going to make it so that someone can take our class who has never taken our class before and still have that support of being with us in person but they're not in person with us and I kind of just said you know what let's just do it we'll figure it out let's just do it we'll figure it out and honestly Coralis like that making that decision to just, just go for it. You know, 
and this number sticks in my head because from April, we launched our we launched our creative kits like April 9th and to date we've done just over $50,000 in sales just with our at-home painting kits and it has like changed everything like everything Okay, I I just am so excited hearing that. Okay, so audience, please. So for all of the listeners that are sitting here listening to the whole story and the evolution of what brought her to where she is now, oftentimes we hear these success stories and we think, oh, it can't really happen to me. But Dee is just like you. She is just like me. And just when you think you're just completely tapped and don't have anything else in you to do to figure something out, stay the course, because in like a two month time frame, she went from to one product that generated over $50,000 in sales. So for all the entrepreneurs that are out there, I really want you to kind of absorb that and understand that because if it can happen for D, it can happen for you. And I know that with every part of my being, I just know that she's a, she's a real person. And clearly you can hear that as she's sharing her story. So I'm kind of glad that you're feeling the emotional because I was getting chills as you were telling your story and talking about it. And you know, there's, a lot of key things that you said here that I feel like I need to kind of pull out of your story to help the audience. So she, Dee was sharing about, you know, thinking about what she was good at. And she shared the incredible, I, for me, this is so inspiring that you're not even formally trained as an artist. You just have this natural talent and something that you love. And then you developed it to be a self-taught artist, to create an entire business art gallery and create a studio and uh, painting classes and then painting kits like it's insane when you really kind of grab the concept of that is that she is self-taught and one of the questions that she said she was asking herself is what's something that you love something that you're naturally good at so ask yourself those questions. If you're right now that person that's trying to figure out your path, ask yourself, what's something that you love? Like, because if you can be paid to do something that you love, isn't that the ultimate life, which is really what Dee is describing in her story. The other thing too is, is if you're naturally good at it, then it's easy for you to do and it just flows quite easily. Now, the part of the journey that was a struggle for Dee was figuring out how to kind of channel that and develop a business out of it. But that's where you can also learn from her lessons and from her experience in this as well. So, okay. One of the other things that you said quite a few times is let's just jump in and figure it out. So you said that, you know, several times it's like, okay, well, I don't know exactly how, but I'm going to follow my gut and I'm just going to jump in and figure it out. Is that still how you're going to run your business, even though you've, you know, kind of created this mass success that you're going to listen to your gut? Or is there going to be a healthy balance between, you know, finding information and listening to your gut? Or are you going to continue kind of on the same path? Um, you know what, but kind of exactly like what you just said, <laughs> Um, following, following my gut, but then also, um, you know, trying to even do like a little bit of research and maybe, maybe think about some things before I jump right in. Um, I, I do have the tendency to just like, what I've done in the past, a lot of things I have jumped like instantly in and I have lost some money doing that and I've made some interesting decisions, but they've all kind of, they, they've put us on the path we're on to right now, but I think when it comes to following 
my heart or my intuition is something will kind of, something will tell you, this is good, you need to do this, or you'll regret not doing this. And I think I will always follow that. Um, because even now, something that I've learned, so this is actually a really good lesson, because I've tried to do a lot at once. Like I was trying to manage an art gallery, uh, you know, where that involved actually volunteers, because we couldn't even afford to pay staff. Um, I was, you know, we had to um, work with artists who were renting from us. I was trying to manage classes. Um, I, this is a totally different topic. I won't get too far into this, but I was trying to start a chocolate line. Uh, we also were turning all of our, our artwork, mine and Steve's artwork into prints and products. So I had my hands in like so many different pots that I wasn't really able to, to really make any of them super successful because I was doing too many things. So I, and it's because I was excited and I just jumped in, right? Because I was like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Oh, let's do this. And, but what I have learned and what is guiding me now is that, you know, there can still be time for the things that I want to do, but what do I need to focus on right now that will allow me to do all those other fun things and do it with ease and do it with uh, cash flow. <laughs> So rather than just struggling and grasping, right? Um, because, you know, right now, again, I, I desperately want to see, you know, mine and my business partner Steve's artwork on a chocolate bar line. And that's something that I really want to do. However, I am also seeing how the potential and how big we can go with our creative kit line that, you know what, I'm going to focus my energies on that right now. The chocolates will come when I'm ready. I don't need to do it all at once. And I don't need to kill myself physically because that's what it would take in order for me to get both of those where I need them to be. I would have to sacrifice my health again. And I refuse to do that. Um, so I'm just going to enjoy the process of what's happening right now and, and, you know, and go all in with our kits. And I'm super excited to be doing that. Hey everyone, are you missing motivation? Do you have a project you know you should do but you can't seem to get inspired to do it? Are you missing that something that gives you energy to get up and add it in the morning? Or have you found yourself in a new space and are trying to figure out how to restart? Over the past 26 years as an entrepreneur, I have learned a powerful system that works for me to find my self-motivation to set and achieve my goals, and I want to share it with you. My new course is called Seven Steps to Self-Motivation and Success, and it's being offered right now for a massive discount. Go check it out at www.corliss.ca backslash shop backslash seven steps. That's the number seven. Here it is again, www.corliss.ca backslash S-H-O-P backslash seven S-T-E-P-S. You'll be so glad you did. Well, 
Well, it sounds to me like you've used the word ease and it sounds to me like it's a simplified. It's like, let's just, yes, let's be passionate. Let's have these big dreams and these big goals, but let's focus on developing what we have here now without sacrificing ourselves completely. And I think there's a lot of people, especially post COVID here that are just trying to, you know, land on their feet and just recover. And it makes people get into this space of like, I have to work so hard. I have to work harder now. I have to try harder. I have to do more things when it might actually be the opposite. The opposite of that might be the solution to just, you know, narrow it down, simplify it, do it really well and enjoy the process. Because like you said, if you're not enjoying the journey of it all, what's the point? Right, Dee? Oh, hands down, my friend, hands down. And you know, the last three years, I can say I was busting my ass and I was trying to do so many things that it, it, it did, it, it literally almost killed me, like literally. Um, so it's just, this time around is just, it almost, there's almost like some calmness to making this choice and knowing that I don't have to do it all and I don't, it doesn't have to happen super fast. I mean, our kids are growing rapidly right now, but I'm just gonna roll with that and kind of have fun with it. And it, it's kind of choosing to just go down this direction has started to inspire me in all these other ways. And I think that's just kind of my, I, I'm definitely an entrepreneur at heart. Like there's no question because it's, yeah, I'm just rolling with this in all different directions, but, and I'm, and I'm excited. I'm excited to do it. And, and it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to just happen instantly. It's, it's gonna, it's just gonna happen, I think. Well, it can happen with a lot more ease when you're aligned, right? When you're not like frantic and in that fear place and just trying to keep your head above water. It's kind of like I envision it almost like someone who's drowning. It's like you're just frantically like trying to keep things going or you know how a duck goes along water? I remember D, I actually think at one of the events that we went to, I even said, you're kind of like on the surface, you look all calm and cool and collected. And then underneath those feet are just a paddling, to, you know, trying to keep it going. And it's like, perhaps it's more of a balance between, you know, enjoying the, the process of developing it, getting clearer on what you're focused on, clarity, and, and then following it that way. Is that kind of what's happened? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so true, right? The, the duck just on top and then underneath, it totally was crazy. And I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said that I, there's still going to be moments like that. I mean, we're, we're, we're starting a company again from scratch, it feels like. However, I guess when I say from scratch, it hasn't really been from scratch because we're taking all the little snippets along the way that we've already tried and necessarily, not necessarily failed at, but learned from. Um, and it's evolved now into this, which just is completely in alignment with myself and, and with Steve. And, and it just feels so right. And I think because it, it feels so right, everything else is kind of just coming and to some people it might seem like coming naturally but like we've already put in the work right we put in the pre-work to kind of like really fine-tune and figure out okay now we got it like now this just clicks now this works and now how can we kind of have fun monetizing it and that excites me like I love building things I love numbers I love seeing like, okay, like, let's go crazy and see what we can really do with this. Like that stuff really excites me. So yeah, I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to it. Well, it sounds to me like it's that old saying of it. It's either a lesson or a blessing, 
right? And you found the lessons in it, or, and you've also found the blessings, which is, I know what will happen for most entrepreneurs in their journey as well. That's why I want to circle right back to the idea that if you haven't done it at the end of this podcast and sometime find 15 minutes of quiet time and look at where you're at today and then just kind of document the key things that happened that at the time might have seen insignificant that have led you to who you are today because that'll be a big part of your your growth journey and recognizing that you either have blessings or lessons in it and everything happens as it should be so what are the key steps that people can take to create the life that they love d um, well, I kind of actually wrote a couple just in case you asked me this question. So, um, listen to your heart, 100% listen to your heart because you know, like, you know, inside when you're not happy, you might not want to admit it to yourself or others, but you have that feeling. Um, you know, so that was me back in 2016 when I knew I wasn't happy anymore. Right. So I just kind of yeah, listen, listen to your heart because you know, it'll guide you. Um, focus on things that get you excited because really, if you're not excited about your life, then again, what's the point, right? Like you really, we only really have one life to live. And if you're not excited about it, then just go back and, and think about when was the last time you were excited? And maybe it was 10 years ago. Like, you know, I... It, it, like life happens, right? And and we can get distracted and bogged down by it. And, you know, you're not alone if, if you're that person right now listening to me say this right now, but go back to when you were excited about your life and what got you excited about it and how can you integrate that into your life right now, right? And it may look a little bit different than it did 10 years ago, but even like a small snippet of it, right? Don't say yes to everything. That's a big one. I, you know, cause then you kind of overtax yourself, completely overtax yourself. If you say yes to absolutely everything that comes your way, you're not, you kind of will like forget about yourself. I think at least that happened to me anyway. Um, if you're curious about something, then try it because, you know, if it sparked that curiosity for you, it's because you're in, like something was intriguing about it, or there's a reason why you got curious and you want to maybe give it a try. So listen to that um, and know what matters to you. Uh, and that's different for everybody, right? Like I know the things that matter to me right now. And, you know, and again, it's different for every single person. So what matters to you and what matters to me might be different things, but just know what's important to you. Um, and surround yourself with quality people, quality relationships. You know, sometimes you know, people can think quantity matters, but I think quality is the most important thing. You know, I have a, I, I can hold my closest relationships in my hands and, and that's okay if it's just a couple people, right? Like those are my, those are my people, like, like find your people, um, invest in your own personal growth. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> really, like if you're not, if you're not growing towards something, what, what is this? If you're not growing, you're dead, right? I, you, you'll hear that a lot of times in personal growth stuff, but it's really true. Um, if you're not reaching for something, then you're kind of just staying put. And my last little point uh, was you have to have a goal or a dream. Like you have to, small, big, whatever, even 
even if you're like, again, everyone's are different. Like I, you know, <laughs> I have this, this dream and I've had this dream for a long time that I will be running a multi-million dollar business. That's a, that's a goal of mine. It might not be of yours. Like maybe you just want to walk around the block once a day, right? That's a goal. Like that's an awesome goal. That's actually something that I struggle with a little bit at times where I have these plans to maybe I'm hitting it and I'm killing it in my business world, but I'm like, Oh, I got to go out for my walk today. But so, and you're not going to be like working on all those goals and dreams all at the same time. If, even if you made success on one of them that day, that's great. Right? Like something is better than nothing. And I, I think that it would just be a shame if, we go to you get to the end of your life and you and you didn't try to go for those goals or dreams that were always kind of on your heart so i think that's really important mm, i love that that's a big one right there it's like leave it all out there right which certainly sounds like you do that is definitely something that i know about you dina you had you just in your entire story everything that you've said is like you just put it all out there and you follow your heart and you go for it with such bravery and courage. And I know it's the passion that you have and the purpose behind it to, to really kind of live your life in a way that you leave it all out there. So thank you so much for inspiring us. Now you did say, you mentioned this a little bit. I'd like you to talk a little bit more about it though, about personal growth, because I think a lot of times women in particular, a lot of times women are just like, well, you know, I won't put the money there. They don't put themselves as a priority. And uh, personal growth can be seen that way. <laughs> it can, I've experienced this. This is the truth for me. It's like, I was a single mother when I met you and I remember it. I just want to share this story because it speaks so clearly to personal development my idea was that I knew instead of just taking the little bit of freebies that were I was getting, I was reading books, I was listening to YouTube videos, I was following people, and I wanted to elevate my life. Like I was ready for a change, but I didn't know how, and I was scared. So I knew I needed to figure it out, and I decided that I wanted to go to Unleash the Power Within. And I had signed up to watch Tony Robbins like online, and I ended up, because I was part of the email list, I got a two-for-one offer. And when the two-for-one offer came in, at that point, I was a single mother, I mean, raising three kids and my business was doing okay, but not great. I was in survival mode, but I really wanted to figure stuff out. So I get this two for one ticket and I'm like, okay, I got to go. I got to figure out how to go, but who the heck, who's going to get the other ticket? So I literally threw it out on Facebook and thank goodness that Dina and I were connected, not really good friends at this point at all. We were acquaintances. And I threw it out there on Facebook, and I'm so grateful that you're that person that gets a gut feeling and acts on it, because Dina saw my post and messaged me and said, I'll go to Unleash the Power <laughs> Within with you. And that is really where our journey began. And personal growth at that point, I mean, I could have found a thousand other places for the money to go. 
And I, I went a lot like you where I'm like, no, I, I need to do this and I need to invest in myself. If I want to make a change, I got to take responsibility for it and go for it. And thankfully you were right there and it was all meant to be, but we were both investing in ourselves and clearly feel very strongly about that. So will you share with them your, your opinion about personal growth and why it's important to invest in yourself? You know, actually just listening to you share that, I was totally like smiling from like ear to ear because <laughs> I like, it was so crazy. Like it was the same thing for me. I just have to share this with those that are listening because when Coralis posted that on Facebook, I was like, well, uh, I don't really have the money. <laughs> I was in the same boat. I had just started the gal. I just opened the gallery. Like just, I think that was 2017, I believe. Um, and I didn't really have any money. And I was like, whatever. I'll, and this is like $800 ticket. Plus we have like airfare and we have hotels. And we were, I was like, okay, well, so I said, forget it. I'll go. And then she bought the tickets on, on her credit card. And I was like, how am I going to pay her? <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but this is really funny. Okay. Because again, when you take chances, the universe will align because I don't know if you remember me telling you this, Corliss, but I sold a painting for $800 two days later. And it was, I was like, and for me, that was like, I sold it $800. It was my most expensive painting in the gallery. I was like, did this just happen? Did this actually just happen? And okay. I, sold the, I sold that painting and that's what paid for my ticket to go to Unleashed. And it like, it has been life changing. And I feel that, and, and, and since that journey, Corliss and I have been on, you know, we try to make it a mission to go somewhere at least once a year together. Um, sometimes we go twice. <laughs> uh, right now we're going nowhere because we're not traveling anywhere. But whether it's uh, something in person or, again, maybe that number might be like too huge for you to invest. Maybe you just pick up a really good book or you listen to podcasts, like whatever it is, there has to be something that kind of helps you shift your perspectives regularly because if you're not like investing in some kind of personal growth in some way shape or form you're just going to go about your days and they're just going to be the same and you're not going to have that extra kick in the butt that's like you know what I do need to do this because maybe you've been thinking about something for forever and you might and you just need to hear it from someone else or be encouraged by something or someone to help push you forward and it's just, it's like, it's like breathing air for me. I need it in my life. Well, if you can grow yourself bigger than anything that life gives you, right? So that's the whole idea. And I certainly believe that the things that have happened for both of us and the explosive growth that we've both experienced in the last three years, I would say having the tribe of each other, like you said, get the right people in your corner, but also learning the skills and the training and the tools and the perspective and having the mindset and being exposed to people who have done it. I mean, it's just so important. And you know, Dina, I forgot about you selling that painting. And it just reminds me of that very day after we made, had that conversation, we decided we were going and there was no way I was going to let you down because I'm always a person of my word. And I was like, okay, hey, I have to do it now. And I was like, how is this all going to work out? And then I learned that day that my late grandma had passed away and had willed me the money to be able to go. So that actually paid for my ticket. It was incredible. <laughs> 
So that's the thing, everyone. If you've got something in your mind and it's like you really want to do it, go for it. Commit to it and just know that things can show up in this very profound way. And you'll look and go, how did that even happen? It's so bizarre. But I've had that experience so many times where it's just I make the choice and it just shows up and it's almost like the the law of attraction or the universe responding to the commitment and the decision to take action and follow your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like hands down, it's almost like the universe rewards bravery, you know, like it's just if you just stick it out, like, yeah, if you put yourself out there and you're willing to say, you know what, I'm going to do this, then these little snippets of opportunity or reward do start coming like they do start coming your way I believe that 100% so I don't want to just skip right over this I want to come back to it because you talked about your health scare and that was I mean that was scary for you and obviously everyone who loves you and when you look at that experience Dee was that like a big wake-up call because that was your second run with cancer you had it when you were younger and like you said you just kind of moved on and then this time it was you know well actually you did have another health scare with cancer um, and then you end up in the hospital not even be able to breathe on your own so share with us you know what that was like to realize like life's fragile I'm not invincible. I want you to really kind of get to that place to help the person who is trying to pivot their business right now is in survival mode and just freaking out like the duck with the little feet going under the water, trying to make things happen. Because I think that that was a real wake up call for you to realize that you need to really take care of yourself. Like it can't be all about business and, and, you know, creating that level of success or financial independence that you're looking for. Just talk with us a little bit about that experience and what you learned there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, when you're, when you're put in those situations and yeah, actually, you know what, I almost even, I almost even forgot in, uh, before I was in the, before I was in the hospital with the pneumonia, uh, in October, a couple months prior to that, I, I had a scare thinking that um, during one of my, my cancer checkups that they had found something on the right side of my breast and I had to go in for another follow-up. And I had a week where I kind of thought, okay, <laughs> it's going to happen. Because when I, when the, the type of cancer that I had when I was 18, I had uh, chemo and radiation and I had a lot done to my chest. And so I'm in a higher, I'm in a higher bracket for breast cancer um, now at this point in my life. So I kind of, I thought I'm going to be told it's here, right? It's kind of something that's always in the back of my mind. And, um, and I even went in, I had an appointment with my radiologist and Jeff, my husband was with me and we were sitting there and I was waiting for her to come in and I was waiting for her to tell me and, and it turned out it went away. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Like thank god right um so that was like reality check again right there but then you know i kind of didn't listen to myself again at that point i still continued to really work hard i wasn't really taking time for exercise or eating properly even though i should have been you know we all know we should do it right um but I was putting other things ahead of myself, even after that appointment, which when I think about it right now, I'm like, ah, why was I doing that? But, and then, so flash forward to January. So from October to January, I didn't 
that wasn't enough to scare me, but January really scared me because, because I didn't listen to my body. I let myself get so run down that I ended up in the hospital. Like, and like, I'm, I'm 36 years old. Like where did double lung pneumonia come from? Like it, you know, it's, it's because I wasn't taking care of myself too, that I think I just caught something and my body just reacted. But while I was there, um, in ICU for seven days, and then I still stayed there for a couple days, but I, I was on a breathing machine for seven days. And a lot of stuff does go through your mind, right? <laughs> and a lot of things that went through my mind were, I work too much. <laughs> I work too much. Like, is anything worth this? Nothing's worth my health, right? Even, and even if like, no amount of money, it doesn't matter. No amount of money or success is worth your health. So it's really important to me now. And I have learned this lesson and I am proud to say, and you know what? I've been, I've been an entrepreneur and working for myself for the last 10 years. And I will say, I finally take two days off a week. And I never did that before. I was always working, always working. Like if I wasn't working, I was checking my phone or I would still check my messages or I would do this or I, like, I'm not at work, but I would still be mentally at work, right? Thinking about, and, and here's the thing, if you're a business owner, you might, you probably can resonate with this. You're always, you're always going to be probably thinking about work, right? Because you work for yourself. You're always thinking about it, but you have to turn it off at some point. Like you really have to turn it off because it'll just consume you and it'll drain, it'll drain you. And if you don't put yourself first, then you're not even going to be there to enjoy the rewards when your business is successful. And so I think right now it's so important for me. I take those two days off and yeah, I might check our Facebook page maybe here and there, but not like I used to, right? Or, but if someone messages me, I don't respond until Monday, right? And I used to always respond instantly thinking that if I didn't respond, then I would lose that sale or I'd lose that connection. But that's actually not true. I think people will respect you more because you put, you are respecting your own boundaries as well. And they'll still be there on Monday. Right. So. I love it. Thank you. I think it's Robin Sharma that said, if those who don't make time for their health now will have to make time for sickness later. And I think sometimes, you know, not necessarily for you, Dee, but I know in my own life that I keep getting the same thing shows up over and over and over again until I learn the lesson that I need to learn. I don't know if that's your experience, but it's like I've had different things where it's like I've been doing this my whole life, the same pattern over and over and over again. And it's not until I actually get it. I get the lesson, break the pattern and make a change that it doesn't show up anymore for me. Is that your experience as well? Yeah, it's almost like, it. yeah, it will. It'll keep haunting you until you learn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keeps yeah. showing up and showing up. And I always think I'm a tough student because it's like, why does this keep showing up? Well, it's probably because you haven't learned what you needed to learn there yet. So, yeah, and we can tell other people sometimes till we're blue in the face too, right? But and then and maybe we, and then not do it ourselves. But I I have really like this is like a big I'm like 2020. <laughs> I am taking days off. 
I'm going for walks in the morning. Like if I want to get together with friends, I'm going to get together with friends because like a couple months ago, there was a chance that I wouldn't even be here. Right. And so those things are very, don't wait to get super sick to have that realization. If I could share that with anyone right now listening, don't wait until you actually are in the hospital to actually start living your life and taking your health seriously. Create the life that you love. Thank you so much, Dee, for taking the time to share with us today, for being who you are, for being my biz bestie, my friend who's become family, and for simply just being the truly amazing example that you are. You you constantly inspire me, and I know you will have the audience as well. Now, could I ask you three closing questions that I always ask all of my guests before we finish today? And the first one is this. What does leadership mean to you? Uh, leadership to me is leading the way, really, like, just like the word says, leading the way by example, um, so that others can actually see what's possible. And, you know, and supporting and encouraging people along the way. I think that that's super important, because not everyone might have the courage at the moment to try what they're trying. But if, you know, if I or you or someone steps up and encourages that person, then they may actually, you know, take that chance and and do whatever it is that that they've been wanting to do. I love that. That's great. Now, there's many books and podcasts out there. I realize that that have so much value for people, but I know that there's likely one of each that you could share that has was really impactful for you that you think that people really need to read themselves or listen to. Which would you recommend? Um, okay. I have to say, and I know I'm on the platform right now, but Corliss, your podcasts are amazing. <laughs> okay. Like I have, I've truly honestly, and you know what, I actually, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I have really enjoyed some of the people that you have had on your show. And the thing that I love so much about them is, you know, and, sh- and friends, like she didn't ha- ask me to say this. I'm saying it cause it's true. Um, I, I've been learning, like, you know, I loved your interview with Rachel from Helberg and Burke and like her story was incredible. And, uh, and the one with Lori about finances, I was like, I needed to hear this, right? Like you have this knack and this way of interviewing people where it's super relatable and I can kind of like transition it into my life right now. And I, I learn a lot when I've been listening to them. So I Thank you. That, <laughs> yes, I have to say it. And, um, and I'm so honored that you have me on here, like truly, truly honored. And, you know, to have been on the journey that we've been on together has been special. And like you said, like you have kind of become my family and it's just, you know, I just love what you're doing so, so much, like so, so much. And the world is just going to be such a better place because because you're in it. Like, thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. So I wasn't expecting that at all. And you do know that this is, this is um, a podcast and it's straight audio. And I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to that when I'm choking back tears in my eyes, (laughs) but thank you very much. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you all. Thank you for that very kind, um, that kind message there, Dee. That's I appreciate that very much. And and I just really want the audience to recognize that if you don't have this kind of relationship in your life yet, it exists. This this is very new. This is only a few years old for Dee and I, and it's it's not too late to not only become the person you want to be, but to actually create a tribe of people that will support you and believe in you becoming. Um, you know, bigger than you even are as at this moment. Um, okay. So with a final question, there's one final question that I ask everyone. And that is, I mean, you've given so much advice and so much value to everybody already, but if you could like leave people with one piece of advice based on all the highs and lows and experiences that you've had in your life, what one piece of advice would you want to leave people with? Follow your heart you know, just follow your heart because your ideas and your dreams, they do matter. They matter. Beautiful. Thank you so much again for being here today, Dee. And thank you all to the audience for listening in. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.